It is a beautiful day to apply some logic and confess the truth. I'm Megan Steele, and this is Confessions of a School Nurse. All right, we are here. It's episode seven, and I cannot believe that it is August 1st. I have no idea where this summer went. I feel like it just flew by, and two weeks ago, we were just getting out of our 22-23 school year, and now we're ready to start our 23-24 school year. I know for those of us that are in the Midwest, we are back to school. We are getting ready. We start in two to three weeks, and we'll have students in our halls again and all kinds of activities going on. I know my friends out on the coast that you guys have like another month before you need to report to school. So enjoy the rest of your summer. Uh, we're, we're busy getting ready here in Kansas. Um, I love back to school time. A lot of people don't, but I love it. I love to get our health plans ready to go for our kiddos. I love meeting the new students and their families and the new teachers and getting them in our culture and just seeing seeing their love of teaching and students come to life. And the other thing that I love doing at before school starts, right, is walking into the teacher classrooms and seeing all of their amazing decor that they've done or the new paint on their walls, things that they have ready to go for our students. They spend hours uh, prepping their rooms and making their rooms look amazing for our kids. And the other thing is, is they often smell good, right? Uh, but then like after the first recess or the first PE classes, like the BO hits and it's there all school year until this time again next year. And I think it's just kind of funny that change that happens. So uh, I also this time of year am always reminded of Dr. Seuss. I don't know why, but for years I've always had that. I think it's because I've been very blessed to work with amazing elementary teachers and they always do some kind of fun, colorful rooms. And, and I have a really good dear friend that has always done a Dr. Seuss theme, like a different book theme for the year. And one time she did the theme, um, Oh, the places you'll go of Dr. Seuss. And so I think that I just, I loved it so much that I just always kind of got in the habit of, of reading this book to our kiddos around this time of year. And uh, I also, ran into a parent that they had their teachers sign a book for their kids of oh the places you'll go and then each year their teacher signs it and so i also started doing that so each year that my kids have their teachers then their teachers get to sign and leave a little note kind of like a yearbook but it's all of their teachers and so i'm really excited to be able to look back on that in a couple years whenever my second kid graduates high school but um, when I was reading this book a couple days ago to our babies, it dawned on me that the Dr. Seuss book, Oh, the Places You'll Go, is a lot like the world we're living in now and the choices and decisions that you as a school nurse and you as an educator and as a parent have to make, right? Um the, the message in the Dr. Seuss book is 
is clear. It's about choosing the right path and moving mountains because you chose the right path, right? That's the general overview. So if you haven't read, oh, the places you'll go, that's the general overview of it. But I think it also has a real deep message revolving the evil and chaos in our world and that applying truth and logic is really what's going to move the mountains. And so I want to spend episode seven focusing on the places that we're going to go this year by telling the truth as school nurses and as educators. So, uh, the book, it starts out with, I'm not going to read the whole book. I don't have rights to the book, right? Like I'm not getting into any of that mess, but I do want to just kind of go over a couple of pages of the book because I think it's important. The book starts out, congratulations, today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away right? And this school year, we're off and away. We know that we're going in speaking the truth. The truth is going to lead us to great places. We've been silent. We've just been kind of hidden back in our little offices, in our little classrooms. But no more, no more nurses and teachers. This, this is the year that truth is going to reign. And then a few short pages later, Dr. Seuss then writes, You'll look up and down streets, look them over with care. About some you will say, I don't choose to go there. And that's right. We're not choosing to follow the path that others want us to take, that others want us to follow. We are going to follow the path of truth and of logic. And while your students in your own building and in your own home are figuring out their paths this year, you be sure to lead them down the path of truth. Be that listening ear. Be the one that gives them the extra five minutes of care. And be that silent prayer for them as they walk down the hall, because they're going to need the full armor of God just as much as we do. Dr. Seuss continues, you'll be on your way up. You'll be seeing great sights. You'll join the high flyers who soar to high heights. And this is us, right? This is us at the beginning of the year. We're so excited. We know we're ready. Truth is coming. And then our students, they're professing truth and things are going well. And then, I'm sorry to say so, but sadly, it's true that bang-ups and hang-ups can happen to you. You can get all hung up in a prickly perch and your gang will fly on. You'll be left in a lurch. And this will happen. You will get left alone. You may get the wonderful email from your principal or your superintendent that you didn't affirm someone's gender and you didn't call them by their chosen pronouns. And there may be some really, really hard and uncomfortable meetings and write-ups that happen. And you may even get the, you better do this or you'll be fired or administrative leave time. And I'm not joking when I say this, this really could happen. I have said this time and again, and I stand by it today. Truth is hard and truth is painful. 
And I think this is kind of a time to pause in our book because I did receive an email and it, it took me a long time to respond to it. Heather, she is a public school nurse here in Kansas. And she said that she knows that truth needs to be spoken, but she knows that she will lose her job. And then she asked, what would I do? And it really took me back. I really had to think like over 24 hours before I could respond to her. And I felt like there would be so many different ways that I could have could have answered this. And so this is kind of the general way that I answered. Um, 10 years ago, I would not have been able to walk away from my job as easily as I could today. My family and I were not financially in the right place. And honestly, we didn't have our priorities straight, right? Like three and a half years ago is when we got it straight and we have been on fire and on that path for three and a half years and I don't look for us to get off of it. Um, so it is easy for me to say, no, I'm not gonna do that and walk away. Um, if something is ethically not correct, I, I won't work in a place like that. And I have been so fortunate over my time in my years, I've been a nurse for almost 19 years, um, that I've never had to work in a place that jeopardizes my ethics or my conscience, right? I've, I've worked in large hospitals, small hospitals, uh, public schools, private schools, public universities, private universities. I've worked in like nonprofits like home health and profit for home health. Uh, I, I guess you would say I would be lucky uh, that I've never had to jeopardize my ethics at a place of employment. It could also be that I, shocking, I know this will be shocking for you to hear that I am slightly strong-willed. So maybe it was just that if there was something, I just wasn't ever willing to, to put my ethics in jeopardy. So it could be that, but I just have never had to work in a place like that. But if I did, I would totally be at McDonald's flipping hamburgers because I'm not gonna jeopardize my ethics. I've always been that way for as long as I ever can possibly remember and that stands firm for me today. Um, but I think that if, if my boss came to me and said, you're going to be fired if you don't affirm this person's gender or you're going to be fired if you don't go into the fifth grade classroom and teach about oral sex and homosexuality then fire me fire me i will move into a smaller home i will move into an apartment i will go trade in my new car for some 1980 thing but it starts and it runs and it gets me to the place right i want to be on god's side I know, I know without a doubt that I fail him daily, but I would much rather face him saying I tried than just being sent straight to the fire pits of hell. So Heather and anyone else, anyone else wondering the same thing, I guess it's time to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? I'm going to say that again. It is time to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because can you, can you lay your head down at night knowing that you lied to a child, knowing that you gave information that contributed to 
children being abused and that it was okay to be abused because we all know it's not. But if that's for you, you do you. It's not for me. I, I am going to speak the truth and I'm not going to stop speaking it. So it may mean getting another job. It, it may mean moving and it may mean, you know, our lifestyles change. There's no more getting my hair dyed. I'll just live with the gray. There's no more eating out. I, um, there's lots of things, right, that, that I can do differently to save money. Um, so if that is you, I also want to encourage you to look at private schools. I know because I'm in it and have been in it for years that private schools don't pay as much as public schools. But here's the deal. They have wonderful benefits, a.k.a. student discounts. So if you want to get your children out of the public schools, out of this crazy nonsense, go to private school and get your kids there too. Um, the benefits far outweigh the negatives of um, not having enough pay. I am able to say that now, 10 years ago, again, it might've been different, but knowing what I know now, I would have left my kids in private school and I would have just picked up weekend shifts at the hospital or for hospice or home health because my kids are worth it. Your children, your children are worth it. All right, so a little side note, but I wanna get back to the Dr. Seuss book here. Um, Dr. Seuss continues, you can get so confused that you'll start in to race down long wiggled roads at a breaknecking pace and grind on for miles across weirdish wild space, headed, I fear, toward a most useless place, the waiting place. Oh, the waiting place. Oh, it feels like it will never end. You feel as though like you have a target on your back and people are watching you and you're like, Ooh, don't give up. Don't stop professing the truth. Don't give in because the children need you. They need you to be the truth. They need you to be that strong nurse, to be that strong teacher, that strong parent. They need you to do that. Because when the wind and the sail stops sailing and the boat wants, you've got to be that anchor. You are that anchor for them. So use this time of waiting as you're just not sure what's going on. Use it as a time to be in prayer, to be building your armor of God because you're going to need it. Use this time to read and to research and to gain knowledge. This is crucial because you need to build your resources and you need them. And here's why I want to say build your resources. Um, because when you're facing your administrators, when you're facing your superintendents or your school board or your educators, whatever it may be, they are going to want resources that they can trust, right? If you present to them a Daily Wire or Blaze TV article, they're going to laugh at you and be like, oh, you're one of those. No, use the resources that they're going to use. And so I have the uh, National Association of School Nurses, the Scope and Standards of Practice, this book right here. Um, 
it specifically states, and I want to get the page number for you so you have it. It specifically states on page 20, the practice of school nursing requires vigilant attention to ethics. Vigilant attention to ethics. I find that interesting, right? Because then later on page 22, it also states, nurses' first duty is to provide safe care, and this duty cannot be superseded by institutional policy. Well, 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 school nurses, you, my friends, are practicing by the scope and standards of school nursing because being truthful is being vigilant to ethics and safe care, right, is not lying or endorsing delusions. It's not. So be vigilant in the truth and provide safe care. Um, schools with crazy wackadoodle policies, bring it on. We are providing safe care, right? We are. And NASN, NASN is supposed to be the gold standard of school nurses. So your administrators are going to want you to be following their gold standard, aren't they? Yes, they are. And I know this might be confusing because I've been totally dogging on the school nurses, uh, the National Association of School Nurses, and I'm still dogging on them. I'm still very upset with them. They don't represent me, and I, I don't want anything to do with them. I'm just giving you use their own resources. It's just like the CDC, right? They're telling everyone and teachers and educators and nurses to affirm all these genders, but yet they still only have two growth charts. We talked about it in the last episode. So use their own resources against them, right? Because here's the ultimate deal. They just let political nonsense invade their itty bitty brains and they just want to be like everyone else. They just you know, can't apply logic, right? But here's the other thing. Um, they also can't erase the truth. So use it, profess it, right? Okie dokie, we're gonna continue on with our Dr. Seuss here. Um, there's a, quite a few pages of up and downs and great wins and terrible defeats, but then close to the end of the book, um, Dr. Seuss states, but on you will go, though the weather be foul. On you will go, though your enemies prowl. On you will go, though the haken crocs howl. Onward up many a frightening creek, though your arms may get sore and your sneakers may leak. And when I read may leak, your sneakers may leak. I always chuckle because I am a former ICU and ER nurse and there are times all different kinds of body fluids were in my shoes and they were leaking and squeaking and every ounce of my body hurt. Um, you know, you stand for 14 hours on hard cemented floor, your bladder is spasming because you haven't gone all day. And then when you finally can 14 hours later in your shift, you can't even go because your bladder is spasming so hard. Like, I don't know why, but that just always reminds me of that. But I want to go back and focus on the specific line that says, on you will go, though your enemies prowl. 
Ladies and gentlemen, when you speak truth, it will get out. Students are going to know that you're doing it. Teachers are going to know. Administrators are going to know. You're going to be that whisper in the break room. You're going to be that strange look when everybody stops talking when you walk into the copier room. Yeah, that's going to be you. And it's okay. Let them talk. Because I promise you 110% that truth is more important than any gossip talk. And I promise you that when a student looks back at the time in your building, they will remember the school nurse, teacher, administrator. They're going to remember the ones that spoke kindly and gently with love and with truth. And you will change the trajectory of their life. You will change it. Dr. Seuss continues. You'll get mixed up, of course, as you already know. You'll get mixed up with many strange birds as you go. So be sure when you step, step with care and act tact. And remember that life's a great balancing act. Just never forget to be dexterous and deft, and never mix up your right foot with your left. I find it very interesting that in the book, never is italicized, and never mix up your right foot with your left. It's just another reminder right there in Dr. Seuss to not confuse right from wrong. Dexterous, so if we look at the line straight before, just never forget to be dexterous and deaf. Dexterous means that you have great skill, right? Like we normally refer to this as someone who is ambidextrous, right? They can use both hands, which, which takes great skill. That would not be me. I'd be totally handicapped if my left hand was cut off. But, um, and then at the end of that, deft, deft means to demonstrate skill and cleverness. Cleverness means shrewdness, and shrewdness means the quality of having or showing good powers of judgment. So Dr. Seuss's line, just never forget to be dexterous and deaf, literally means to be skillful and have good judgment. Never mix up your right foot with your left. And as a school nurse, this translates so well safely and skillfully care for your students, right? Be vigilant in your ethics, apply compassion and integrity, be truthful. The very last book has a bunch of different names listed, um, but I'm gonna change it up a little bit and this is how it's gonna end. So be your name, secretary, teacher, nurse, principal, counselor, para, lunch lady. You're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. I just love this book. I love it so much that next week I am going to get you really into the school mood by revamping this entire book a little to apply some logic and confess the truth because we all know that we need it. So episode eight, you are not going to want to miss. 
But I do kind of want to end today with a quote that my oldest daughter shared with me. And it really resonated with me and really being the truth for our students these these days because we all know that they need it. It is a little bit of a, of a deep quote, but it is so truthful. So here, here is the quote. Um, remember that the people who hid Anne Frank and her family were breaking the law. The people that killed them were following it. I'm going to repeat it. Remember that the people who hid Anne Frank and her family were breaking the law. The people that killed them were following it. I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but I firmly believe that we are fighting the same barbaric rules, laws, policies, and regulations that happened years ago. So which law, rule, policy, regulation, whatever it may be, which one are you going to follow this year? Are you going to be truth or are you going to be evil? We know that children are longing for the truth. Truth brings clarity, predictability, authenticity. It brings knowledge and growth and resilience and harmony. It's peaceful. It is the cornerstone of progress and personal development. So again, my question to you is, which are you going to follow and which mountain is waiting for you? I know which mountain is waiting for me, and I know I'm ready to get on my way. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here for episode seven. Please like, please share, please subscribe. Let's get truth and logic out to all teachers. Remember, I'm on my second season per se, and we'll be releasing podcasts every Tuesday at 8 a.m. in the morning uh, uh, central time. Again, thank you so much. Please like, share, subscribe. If you have any questions, anything you want to say, send me an email. It's Megan at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. Megan, M-E-G-A-N at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. Until next time, confess to tell the truth. God bless.